Welcome to the audiobook titled The Remnants narrated by Nishant Kotai Chapter 1 The Siblings Vivek a shoddily dressed man in his late 20s arrived in a decrepit shanty house which was his home for the last few months He was gasping for breath as he had a long sprint with some unknown entities on his tail His hands were occupied with two rugged cloth bags which he rested on the ground while still panting hard his eyes widened from the realization that the door was still unlocked so he quickly locked the door from inside there was a crippled plastic bottle of water which he had resorted to in order to quench his thirst the sweat was dripping from his forehead and also from the back of his head into his weathered and soiled purple shirt He glanced around the room which was majorly dark and the only light in the room was the one shining from the street lamp across the window in the end of their dwelling. He picked up the cloth bags which were filled to the brim with eatables like chocolates, chips and even some fruits. He then smiled in relief when he looked at the chair in the middle of the room and found his sister smiling back at him. "Managed to get some of your favorites today? Here, you must be hungry, no?" Vivek emptied the contents from one of his cloth bags. Thank you bhaiya this is How did you get them when the whole town has turned? She asked about the inflated packet of salted chips which Vivek had clutched in his hands. Does it matter Prachi? We got something to munch on for the next day or two. That's all that matters. Vivek tried to reason. At what cost? You being almost caught by those monsters lurking in the town? waiting for you to appear so that they can nab you for good prachi expressed her concern what do you expect me to do just wait for us to die starving i won't let them harm us besides we have been dodging them so far vivek assured and he tore open the pack of chips and offered it to prachi prachi simmered down in agreement of vivek's reasoning and accepted the chips There was mild thundering outside with a little drizzle of rain as well. Vivek shut the sliding window which was cracked but still took care of the water which was dripping inside the room. Not long after the rain came thrashing on the ground and the sound of rain hitting the earth like a set of marbles filled the room. He looked outside through the glass window to check for anyone stalking them but all he could see were some bushes hitting the stalk of the light pole. They will see you come back Prachi said in a hushed voice Right Vivek withdrew himself from looking outside the window and tiptoed his way back to her and sat against the brick wall opposite to her Vivek was content with how their escapade turned out in his favor and closed his eyes with a smile of gratitude and grabbed the apple from the other cloth bag With every bite of the apple he reminisced about the past and all he had to do was exchange currency in return for a desired product. The times had changed and was forced to scavenge for food. Prachi's smile was perhaps the biggest hunger and thirst quencher for him. Chapter 2 Thin Line the world outside wasn't worth living and reasoning the inhabitants of the town were under some sort of spell of indifference but whenever they spotted vivek in the open they would give him a chase 
the only question he had was the reason of the collapse of civilization around him it was like a switch of a button or a collapsing of a freshly cut tree but more than the answers he was concerned about the ticking time and the slim chances of survival vivek was taking advantage of the night's shroud of darkness as the inhabitants seemed to be returning to their lairs and deserting the streets as a result the day was a different affair for the siblings as most of the unknown entities would flock outside their battered down shell of a room not particularly trying to get in but making loud banging noises which forced them to quietly lie down in a corner which was invisible from the window the rainy night had elapsed the thundering too had halted after hours of heavy downpour the first light of the day began creeping in through the door slits which wasn't enough to wake wake up after a while vivek heard some murmurings and loud laughs from the window side he woke up prachi and signaled her to stay quiet he grabbed prachi and picked the corner of the room which was on the extreme side of the corner of the window making it difficult for someone peeping inside to find any occupants in the room after a long 10 minutes of cautiously breathing and praying none of them sneeze and declare their position involuntarily vivek sighed in relief as the noises collapsed and eventually it was silent as he had desired it to be he helped prachi get up dusted her soiled jeans and helped her sit on the chair rather than sitting on the dusty floor not one day can we live in peace vivek muttered to himself how long do we have to stay like this one day they will find us prachi said look i am worried as much as you are but instead of going somewhere we don't know will be dangerous finding this place was a big task in itself and it is better that we stay inside hidden rather than expose ourselves vivek argued prachi gave up on reasoning with him and vivek slowly made his way towards the door and bent it down to peep out from the gap between the door base and the floor to ensure nobody was around he didn't find anyone so he stood up and used the water to wash his face soon thereafter the drilling noises and steel banging erupted from outside forcing vivek to cover his ears with his palms he got used to the commotion after a few minutes and rested in the corner of the room the day ended and the light outside faded and it was time for him to eat peacefully with the absence of those entities looming around the room it's safe now i'm starving you can eat now too they are gone vivek rummaged through the contents of the bag and chose a flavored chips packet from it prachi declined his offer and decided to save some eatables for later as she dreaded that vivek would have to go out on a scavenging frenzy again Chapter Three, The Scavenging. Three days passed. The food supplies were exhausted. No packets left. No fruits left. The cloth bag lay empty on the dusty floor. They were out of water too. Vivek's throat was dry, and it was a clarion call for another hunt. But daytime wasn't a safe time slot to accomplish the same. He waited for the night to strike so that he could venture out for food. He anxiously waited for the sunlight to die down 
and he gazed at the window for the light to subside and eventually it was dark okay prachi i am heading out you know the drill if you hear someone pick the chair up and hide behind it in the corner i'll be back as soon as i can vivek instructed and smiled faintly to bolster prachi's confidence Vivek opened the door as slowly as he could and looked in all directions to ensure that the path ahead was safe for traversal. The area in which they were holed up was in the corner of a plot which was barricaded by opaque blue fences. There was a huge hole in the middle of the plot with pillars lodged into it and it was once a construction site of a corporate tower of some sort which probably went belly up and was left incomplete due to various reasons. but there was hardly anyone left to even work in the office as the town was gripped by some unknown affliction which turned them into walking corpses with no emotion they were inviolent but if provoked they would surely chase vivek down without much thinking he mustered some courage and carefully walked towards the gate which was on the other side of the dug hole so he had to walk along the circumference of the plot to get there He then climbed on the iron gate as it was padlocked and then jumped onto the street and landed in a puddle thus soiling his degraded black jeans further He was still hyper aware of his surroundings and kept looking behind his shoulder to avoid getting jumped by any affected entity After walking for about a kilometer down the main road he was suddenly dazed by a sharp beam of light in his eyes and covered his eyes in defense He could make out the source of the light so he turned around and began running back towards the gate to hop back into the safe plot but after a couple of minutes he felt a pointy sting on his arm which was equivalent to 20 ants biting him at once on a single spot he fumbled his way back and just as he reached the gates his body gave up and he collapsed when he woke up he had a hazy vision and couldn't muster enough energy to move With the sparing vision he noticed a fully filled water bottle beside him. He was laying down on the dusty floor and glanced around to gather his bearings and understand where he was. He was in the hideout with his sister sitting on the chair who was waiting for him to regain consciousness. Chapter 4 All the things betwixt What happened? I fell on the ground. How did I get here? Water. Where did you get the water from? Vivek asked a series of questions while still his eyes refusing to open fully. You are safe. That is all that matters. No need to step outside and risk it all for food. Prachi smiled and offered him the water. Prachi, you do realize we will need to eat something to stay alive, right? I can still get it. It's still dark outside. Vivek sat upright with his back against the wall. It's been 2 days since you collapsed. Did you feel hungry? You're still here. I'm I'm still here. Rachi replied. 2 days. It's been that long. What happened exactly? I don't understand. I was on the road and someone just flashed a light in my eyes and I felt a punch on my arm. And then everything just darkened. Vivek added. It's all good now. Prachi assured and handed him the water bottle which he grabbed from her. Vivek wasn't going to rest easy. 
water alone wouldn't guarantee their survival he knew that in his mind he chose not to argue much about it the next night he noticed his sister asleep and decided it was the only chance to sneak out for supplies he again exited the compound and walked down the same road but but with added vigilance regarding the lights he stuck to the corners and then cut through a small abandoned garden which led him to a solitary food store on the other side of the area he observed from a distance to ensure that the coast was clear before he could spring into action and nab some supplies from the exposed store counter as he just stepped out on the road he noticed a large mob slowly approaching from the left of his position they were holding candles in their hand but they were far away for vivek to see their faces and vice versa he took two steps backwards and hid behind the bushes of the garden to let the crowd pass he could hear some chants and whispers as they got closer vivek was terrified the moment they got closer as it was eerily silent and all he could hear was some whispering from them even when they had crossed the storefront they were performing some morbid ritual he thought and waited until they were out of his sight He then popped his head out of the bushes and looked to the left of the road to ensure there weren't more of them coming. Once he realized the coast was actually clear, he tiptoed towards the store and noticed no one manning the counter. He expected the entity owning the store to be hyper alert about guarding the goods since he had stolen the chips and fruits from the very same shop. He was anyways relieved and noticed the shiny strip of chips. hanging on the nylon rope on the left end of the store Vivek cautiously grabbed one of the chips and pulled it down The last packet of chips was stuck into the rope and Vivek had to jiggle it to get it loose The sudden jolt erupted a crumpling sound of plastic which froze Vivek in his place and he slowly turned around to check if his actions created some disturbances As he turned around he saw a silhouette emerging from within the shop Supposedly the owner was living in a cramped house adjoining the store itself. The owner came rushing in and Vivek heard him mumble his name and he ran away at that very moment. Chapter 5 The Attainment Vivek was in the middle of a chase and thus had no time to look behind and see the man chasing him but Vivek felt very strange for an unknown man to know his identity as he clearly heard the entity call him out. but he was fixated on getting back to his sister before he knew it there were a couple other entities chasing him down vivek didn't care to harp on the fact that he was being chased down rapidly and he kept running as fast as he could through the sandy ground of the garden the entities chased him relentlessly and he felt the whispering sounds get closer by the second he somehow reached the road which headed towards the compound and he sped up exponentially as he saw the iron gate in the distance after reaching the gate he first tossed the packet in the compound by throwing the packets into the air through to the other side of the gate he then climbed on to the gate and grunted while applying all the strength he could to scale the rusty gate he jumped down and grabbed the packets and resumed running He felt the gate rattle behind him and realized that the entities were still hard on his trail 
and wouldn't give up until they had him and his sister. He frantically entered his decrepit hideout and banged the door behind him and dropped the packets on the ground. Prachi was terrified of the sudden arrival and looked at Vivek standing on the door and pushing against it as the entities were already outside trying to get in. Take the food and run, Vivek urged Prachi while still pushing the door with full force. Prachi was petrified and didn't understand how to react and she looked helplessly at Vivek resisting the entities from getting inside the safe haven. Eventually the monsters were successful and pushed the door so hard that Vivek tumbled away and fell to the ground. They grabbed Vivek by his foot and began to drag him away from Prachi. There was one more dark figure which appeared right from the window and all Vivek could see was an evil grin on his face. The dark entity creeped closer behind Prachi and Vivek lay helpless struggling on the ground resisting the drag by the two entities holding him down. Vivek felt a pinch on his arm yet again and it stung like a scorpion bite. His eyes began closing and he tried resisting unconsciousness by gazing at his sister who was engulfed in a literal crowd of darkness by the dark figure which had Prachi covered in a black dust with only her cries audible. Vivek yelled as loud as he could before he lost all his strength and his body relaxed while he coiled back into his slumber. Vivek opened his eyes and regained consciousness and he saw the ceiling fan rotating with a hazy vision and then quickly looked to his right and saw a woman sitting beside him. His eyes widened as he realized the last memory of his sister in peril and sat erect on the bed which was a hospital property. Who are you? Where is my sister? Vivek sternly asked the woman dressed in a coat and a long skirt who was smiling at him. You didn't take your medicines on time. You skipped them from the last few days, the woman replied in a soothing voice. What medicines? There are monsters out there. They have my sister. Why don't you understand? Vivek yelled in a fit of anger. Vivek, calm down. It will all make sense once the medicine kicks in. I recommend you stay with your father. He has lost his daughter and cannot afford losing you too. The woman explained and left the room. Vivek had lost his sanity and he glanced around the room to gauge exactly where he was. It was a clinic where he was brought in by a shopkeeper whose goods he kept stealing. Prachi was long lost and dead a long time ago. Vivek was living in a construction site and his mind had created a vision of a cruel world and he was living inside his own safe heaven with Prachi. Prachi had been abused and left for dead by the culprit which was yet to be nabbed. Vivek had escaped the pain of losing his beloved sister by entering the rabbit hole of his decrepit imaginative world where the people were bystanders, the law was a joke and everyone was a monster just thriving for themselves and turning a blind eye to the worst crimes being committed. Losing a sister to abuse had left him in a denial so strong that he began doubting the world around him. And who can blame him for thinking that way? For his world was his sister and his world was snatched away from him 
throwing him in a dark world constructed from the fragments and the scars of his worst nightmare.